do. Here we go. Say that with me pretty loud. Just remember I said pretty loud. Are you ready? One, two, three. Say it with me. You're, you're more awake than that first crowd. Good. I go to church for love. Now, I don't know why that back door is open, but somebody's going to have to fix it. Would somebody get that door? That bothers me. I can't do it. Sorry. I'm that way. I can't do it. I can't be like, hey, what's with the door? Who's outside the door? I see a door. I mean, I just can't do it. Anybody else a little weird like that? Like one, yay, 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 yay. Here we go. I go to church for love. Years ago, I'd served at a former church for 17 years. I had a great time. And uh, I loved it. But sometimes churches can be sort of a messy thing. I don't like it. I like things to be good. Amen say. But anyway, it happens. It was still all good. It's called life. So I had a decision to make. Either I was going to go take another church somewhere, which wouldn't have been a problem, or start one in this town that I had grown to love. So I made that decision. I'm going to start a church. And I hadn't really made that decision flat out. But I was on the beach. I would go to walk about 4 in the morning, which is weird, but I can just sort of tell you the stress I was under and some of that stuff I was dealing with. This was years ago. And I'd walk about 4, 4.30, 5 o'clock down to the beach. I always lived in the old town, so it takes about a half hour or so. And I'm sitting down there on the boardwalk wondering about what am I going to do. And the Lord touched me with some Scripture. He most likely ain't going to touch you with Scripture if you don't read the Scripture. Do you hear me, yes or no? All of a sudden, I just got a Scripture. I doubt it. So give him something to work with if he's going to talk to you. Yes or no, amen. Not talking about out loud, but he'll touch your heart or bring something to your mind. And so I was sitting there, and I, I was thinking, man, I was thinking about this Scripture. Pop that Scripture up, Raj. That one we just had. I was thinking about that Scripture. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord your God. Say it with me. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Some, some other verses say might and strength. This is the what? First and what? Commandment. Couldn't be any clearer. And the second is like unto it. Say that with me. Thou shalt what? Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang what? All the law. If you think of the Ten Commandments, the first four have to do with loving God. Don't have any other gods before me. Don't take uh, Number two, don't make any idols. Number three, don't take my name in vain. Number four, keep the Sabbath holy. Five through ten, honor your father and mother. Don't kill. That's people. Seven, upside down putter. Don't putter around. That, don't commit adultery. Number eight, bad snowman. Don't steal. You got to get the video. It's fun. Number nine, don't lie. Number ten, don't covet your neighbor's mess or his wife or anything or husband. So the first four, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. The last five or six, rather, love your neighbors yourself. Got it? So I'm sitting there on the beach and contemplating my future, what to do. 
And I thought, boy, if I start a church or I go to another church, it's going to be this right here. We love Jesus and we love people. I didn't come up with that. I mean, it's in the Bible, isn't it? Yes or no? I'd never heard that. I'd never seen it anywhere like, we love Jesus, we love people. I'd have probably saw that and said, boy, they're a bunch of weirdos probably. Love Jesus, love people, what's that? But the Lord really impressed it on me. And I didn't want to say love God. Because you, you must be born again. You must, you must know Jesus as your Savior. You need to love Him. I'm going to tell you this. You love God's Son. I'm going to tell you right now. He'll love you. You hear me? So that's what we did. Now, why am I saying all that? Well, because that, that's a, it sounds cool. It sounds like it's an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do. It's much easier to just love Jesus. And it's much easier to just love people. Y'all following me? But to love Jesus and to love people is tough. I hope you're listening today. This is not a little fluff message. Ah, I'm just trying to make you feel good. No, 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 no. This is huge for your life. So if you just really tune in now. This is tough. Loving Jesus and loving people. I'll look at it now as we go. Let's check it out, Raj. Jesus said it this way. If you do what? Say it with me. If you what? Then keep my what? That's tough. That's tough right there. You told me to love people, though, Lord. If I keep your commands and I really believe your word, then people are going to think I'm a bigot. Maybe, maybe. I mean, there's some tough commands, aren't there? Yes or no? But you know what God says? I don't, I don't, I don't want to tie for Christmas. I was with Mitch the other day at the ball game in Minneapolis. And I pulled out this old billfold of mine. It's ragged. Can you see how ragged it is? You see it, don't you? You, you people back there can't see it. But that's a ragged old billfold. If I did any more, all my mess would fall out. But if I do it just right and stick it right here on my rump, my rump it's just fine. But Mitchell saw everything fall out. And he said, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Well, God doesn't want a billfold. And he doesn't want what's in your billfold. He wants you to keep his commandments. But Lord, if I keep your commandments, which is the whole word of God, how am I going to love people? You might say, well, it's easy, Clark. It's not easy. The church has much today forgotten loving God and keeping his commandments. And anything goes and anything happens, it's all good because God just loves everybody. Well, I don't know. I know he loves everybody, but I, I guess he was just whistling Dixie here when he wrote that Bible. Yes or no? I'm just saying this is tougher than it sounds, loving Jesus and loving people. You hear me? I said it on the beach, but I've learned that what I said was tougher than I thought. I would be, it would be challenging Amen. And so I just want you to hear me out. Now, I'm not going to take forever now. But it's a tough thing to do, to love Jesus and His commands 
and to love people who are breaking his commands. Amen. And to love yourself and you're breaking the commands. That's tough, ain't it? So how do I do this? Well, let's look and let's see what we can learn today. And I'm going to take us to the book of Revelation. And John in his uh, Bible study just, uh uh-oh, no signal. I like it better when I see pictures. I could do this one by heart if I had to, buddy, but I'd rather not, okay? But anyway, but John, you just finished up or your study on Revelation, is that correct? Okay. How many churches are mentioned? I'm going to put you on the spot. How many churches are mentioned in the book of Revelation? Seven, maybe. Amen. Let's go, Rod. Yeah, fellowship. You want me to just go ahead and start out, Rod? I'll just do my thing. I'll just do my thing. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. Let me just do my thing. Here we go. If you find me, you find me. If you, you know, Otherwise, let me go. Book of Revelation. I can't quote the whole book of Revelation. But I can tell you this. The Apostle John was on the Isle of Patmos. He was put there to die like a dog. All the other apostles were martyred. They were killed for Christ. Do you understand? Yes or no? Don't worry about that screen. Worry about me. Right here. Come on. So, now Genesis is your first book in the Bible. Revelation's your what? It's funny how many people don't read the book of Revelation. I can't understand it, they say. Boy, it'd be a sad thing if we felt that way about Genesis, wouldn't it? You wouldn't know who created anything. Well, guess what? The book of Revelation, if you don't get into it a little bit, you ain't going to know about some things that's going to happen on this earth, and you're not going to know a lot about heaven. Did you know there are no no tears in heaven? Where'd you learn that, Revelation? Did you know there's no night in heaven? Where'd you learn about that, Revelation? Well, what does Jesus look like? Well, you know, he looks like, you know, a Jewish guy. Well, according to the book of Revelation, I'll just quote some of this to you. John was on the Isle of Patmos, cast there. He said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. It's right in your Bible. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard a voice that that sounded like a trumpet behind me. And it started saying things to me. Well, that voice, when he said, it was as if it was the Son of Man. What was Jesus' favorite phrase of himself when he was on earth? Guess what it was? Son of man. Now, not Gary. If I was the son of God, I'd tell you. I'd be like, hi, I'm Gary, son of God. But Jesus was humble. His favorite term for himself was the son of man. And so when John heard this voice like a trumpet, he said it sounded like the son of man. And sure enough, He turned and he saw him. He said his hair was white as wool. White like snow. He said that his eyes, if you know it, say it with me, were as a what? And out of his mouth went something. John said, I looked at him and something was coming out of his mouth. It was a what? It was a sword. Well, in John... Chapter 1, it says, in the beginning, Jesus, he was the what? The, the Word. And that goes back, to, I'm not trying to confuse you, but that goes back to keeping his commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. How can you say you love God when actually Jesus' name is the Word of God? I love Jesus. You could go ahead and put in there, I love the Word of God. 
Did I lose you on that? So when you're talking about loving Jesus and loving people, you're talking about, you're talking about also loving His Word and His commands, okay? So John says, I turned and I saw him. How are you doing back there, Rog? No good? That's all right. I'm doing good so far. Just don't bother me back there. So anyway, so hang in here with me. It's okay. So he said that his, he said around his breast was a, a gold girdle kind of thing. That's crazy. Said his feet were brass. This is John just describing him seeing Jesus in the book of Revelation, okay? And, by the way, he's standing in the middle of seven golden what? Candlesticks. It's crazy. And so, anyway, Jesus, when John said, I saw him, see if you, see if you remember this part. He said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as what? Dead. D-E-A-D. <laughs> I guess I'd do the same thing, wouldn't I? Guys, it, he ain't kidding when he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Amen. Let's see how I did. There I turned and see the voice back to me and being turned. I saw seven golden candles. Like son of man, clothed with a garment down his foot, the girdle, of, golden girdle. His hair was white like wool, white as snow. His feet were like fine brass. had been burning fire. He had in his, out of many waters. He had in his right hand seven what? Stars. This is quite a sight when you're on an island to die by yourself. Amen. And out of his mouth went a two-edged sword, sharp. His countenance was as the sun that shines in its what? Boom. His countenance. What does that mean? Sun shines in its strength. When you look that up, and I've done it years ago, and I've got up my noggin now, it means from 10 to 2. The sun is its brightest right now. Right now. Because it's 1127. That's what it looks like to look at Jesus. It's interesting. Nobody can look at God and live. Isn't that interesting? Won't you try to go out there and stare at that sun and see how long you're going to last? Amen. Say. And that's just the sun. His visage, the, the visage of Jesus is as the sun that shines in its strength. Boy, I'll tell you what, things have happened since he resurrected out of that grave, ain't it? Say, he's the mighty son of God. Can you imagine? He's the one that sits at the right hand of God the Father. He's the one you pray to. When you see Jesus like that, doesn't that help your prayer life? Yes or no? Amen. Say, does that help your prayer life? Amen. Say, when you pray into him, that's some serious stuff right there. Well, I don't want to pray. Well, you a crazy person. Because this, this is the one we pray into. Yes or no? Amen. You mean you on my side? Mm-hmm. Then I guess I can do all things through him. Yes or no? Amen. Doesn't it change things when you see it like that? So anyway, he had these seven stars, the sword come out of his mouth, shining like sun. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as what? Dead. And he said he laid his right hand on me. Wow, that's what I want. That's what I want. I don't want to have church without him here. Amen. He laid his right hand on me, said unto me, fear not, I'm the first and the last. Ooh, John knew he had it right. He knew I had the man right. I'm he that lives. I was dead. Jesus speaking. Say it with me, but behold, I'm what? Alive for how long? Evermore, amen. And I like this part. This is really important. I have the keys, say keys, of hell and death. 
See what's happened, church. Listen to me. I'm trying to do I told you, it's a tough message for me. I'm trying to walk a line. Love Jesus, love people. But see, we've got on this side of the line today. Love people. And so we say all roads lead to heaven. We say if you believe in Mohammed, you're good. You'll get in. But wait a minute. Didn't his word just say he was the only one that had the keys of hell and death? See, so you're living in a fairyland. This, no, 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 no. You love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. It's not easy. Okay? But you don't love other people by saying you didn't mean this in your word. You don't love other people by saying that was then, this is now. Have I lost you? Did I lose you? This is not easy. Why has the church today... Pretty much said, you know, all roads lead to heaven. A lot of them say that. Let's just get together and sing, have kumbaya this morning. What about Jesus? What about loving Him? How do I love Him? Say it with me if you know it. Then keep my what? Commands. I don't need a tie. I don't need a new billfold. I want you to love me by keeping my word. Amen? So you might think I'm lost up here. I'm not. I'm doing pretty good. He says, John, I want you to do something. John's on the Isle of Patmos, about to die. He said, I want you to write down these things that you saw. And I want you to write the things that are. And I want you to write the things that are going to be hereafter. Okay? And that's what John did in the book of Revelation. That's an awesome book to read. Where do you get a book like that? Amen? It's called the Bible. Amen? It's incredible. So Jesus dictated in the book of Revelation... He did a lot. I'm not going to teach a book of Revelation today. But we are going to hit some of it. He dictated, say it with me, how many letters? To how many churches? So, that's what I want to look at. I want to look at three of those letters briefly today. Now, that's not the whole book of Revelation. That's just the first part of Revelation. Okay? But let's just look at that today. Now, why are you looking at it, Clark? Because we're talking about I go to church for love. And the, those three, there's three of those seven churches that have to deal with love. And guys, he's talking to us. Are y'all hearing me today? This is a message for us. Last week, I'm just going to say it, Pastor Steve said something is Adam and Eve, not Adam and Larry. He made that statement last week. Some people took offense to it. Here's the situation. That's the Word of God. That's the truth. He spoke the truth. And I think he spoke it in love. What do we do? Do we abandon the truth for the sake of people? But wait a minute. Do we stand on truth so hard that they don't even matter? No! Everybody matters. Yeah, praise the Lord. We ought to praise the Lord. Come on. But now listen. Listen. You know what I'm deaf on? Some people, they, they preach that. They talk about that. I'm going to tell you what. I, I, I'm more deaf on anything. That's adultery. Did you know that or not about me? You're going to learn it. I think a husband ought to love his wife and be faithful to his wife. Or don't get married. I think a wife, yeah. Come on, praise the Lord. It's okay. Come on. Where did I learn this? The Bible. 
Listen, I think a wife ought to be faithful to her husband. Or don't get married. You hear me? Adultery kills people. God was death on it, literally. It was, a, it was an offense that you were stoned for. Who came up with that? God did. That's tough, man. And I've been through it. I know what it feels like to be hurt like that. You hear me? So am I judging people when I stand on the Word of God and I know what it is to go through that pain? Am I judging people when I'm hard on that? I don't think I am, but I am. I am if I don't somehow still love those people. Did you hear me? And that is hard. Did I lose you? That's why churches are little small churches. A lot of churches are little small churches. They bless God. They believe the Word of God. And they stand on the Word of God. And they'll get up there and, haunt, and just preach and hoop and holler about how bad everybody is. And they got about 100 people. And that's okay. I get that. But don't expect to have others coming in there if they come in there and they feel like they're getting castigated. You hear me or not? Say. Does that mean we don't speak truth? Yes or no? We're supposed to speak truth, but do it how? Say it with me. In love. So this idea of loving Jesus when I was on the boardwalk was a little tougher than I realized. Are y'all with me so far? Y'all ain't going to sleep on me, are you over here? Or y'all sleep back here? So, it's just something we should talk about. Amen? Don't ever forget this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And love your neighbors yourself. If you just look at it on the face of it, it looks like that first one's going to be the toughie. Don't it? Because he said, love the Lord with your what? All your heart, all your what? Soul and all your what? And then he said, love your neighbor yourself. It seems like that's going to be the easier one. Because God says, I got some stuff in my book that's going to be tough on you. Amen. But if you love me and see that I'm telling the truth and I'm a good God and I'm a holy God, then you're going to be a whole lot better able to love those folks when you love me. Because I love them a whole lot more than you ever will. Okay? John, you're looking at me like, he's teaching Revelation. I'm in outer space. Look at you. Look at you. You are. You're like, what the heck? Where's he at? Here we go. Let's go back to earth. Here we go. Come on. Here we go. There were seven churches. I want to look at three. Number one, the church at Ephesus. Not going to take long. Here we go. The church at Ephesus. Jesus gave a word that became part of the word of the living God. The last book of the Bible. This must be really important. Church at Ephesus was a great church. He said, write to them this, John. I know your works, Jesus speaking. I know your labor. I know your patience. I know that you cannot bear them which are evil. This is good. He's saying this is a good thing. That you've tried them which say they're apostles and they're not. They're liars. You were a good church. You were solid in your word and in your teaching. Nevertheless, listen, you've borne, you have patience. And for my name's sake, you've labored and you've not fainted. God's, Jesus is good, good, write on this. Nevertheless, say it with me, say it with me. I have 
somewhat against you. Say it out loud. Because you have left your... Well, wonder who that was. Jesus. Jesus. You're strong. You're preaching the truth. You're solid as a rock. So many areas. But you left me. I think the church is there a lot today in our world. You've left me. You left your first love. So what does he say? Remember from whence you're fallen. Guys, what comes first and we love Jesus and we love people? Take a wild guess. We love who? We can get so involved if we're not careful with the people and caring for the people and loving the people. We can even, to be honest with you, I mean, we can get out here and we can work our tails off. And before you know it, you're a long way from Jesus and his word. Have I lost you? Don't we wonder what happens sometimes in the church and even in America? Don't we wonder sometimes? Well, the further away we get away from him, the further away we are away from him. It's called math. And he says, I've got this problem with you guys, the church. Remember where you're fallen. It's a fall. Repent. Do the first works. Love me. Love me with all your heart, your soul, and mind. Do the first works. Keep me first. Say that with me. Keep me first. What will keep a man from cheating on his wife? Keep me first. Yes or no? Yes or no? Amen. What will keep a woman from cheating on her husband? I'm just throwing out some math for you. Keep God first. Did I lose you? If marriage is just an experiment in the game, I guess it doesn't matter. But if it's holy and ordained of God and it matters, well, all of a sudden I'm going to be a faithful man. Yes or no? So Jesus said, get back to that. He said, I'm going to tell you what, if you don't, I'm going to come quickly. I'm going to come quickly. And I'm going to remove your candlestick out of its place. What does that mean? I'm going to remove your light. There's a lot of dead churches today. They might have a big crowd, but God isn't there. Or they might have a small crowd because they're all about so hard and tough. But the love of God's not there. Unless you do what? Repent. So turn from that. So what did we learn on church one? We're flying now. Here we go. What did we learn so far? Don't leave love. Say that with me. Or guess what? Well, that's not very Christian. I just read you the Bible. If we leave love at Fellowship Church, He'll leave us. I'm not saying you're going to go to hell. If you're a child of God, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But don't think you're going to have a powerful church that's reaching people for Christ, that's standing on the truth, that marriages stay together. Amen. That people are living a life that's more responsible. Amen. Yes or no? God says, don't you leave. Don't leave me. Because without me, you're what? You're nothing. <laughs> that's the truth. Amen. So that was number one. I'll not shine. He says, I'll remove your candlestick. Say that with me. I will not shine where there is not love. It's not going to shine. Okay? I know I'm a little here and there today. I told you it would be a tough message on me walking this line today. But the bottom line is we must love him. And we must love him what? We must love him what? 
Because he what loved us? He first loved us. Keep looking. Number two, second church that I want to look at. It's not the second one, but it's one I want to look at. The church at Philadelphia. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, right? These are Jesus saying, right? Give these letters to these people. These things said he that's holy, he that's true, he that has the key of David, he that opens and no man shuts and shuts and no man opens. Jesus said, I know your works. Behold, I've set before you an open door. Keep looking. And no man can shut it. For you have the little strength. Look at this scripture. You have but a little strength. But you've done what? Say it with me. You've what? You've kept my word and you've not what? It was one of the only churches that Jesus didn't have some rebuke for. He said, there's an open door set before you because you love me. And though you don't have much strength, you've not denied my name. It's sort of a popular thing today to... To deny God's word, even at church. Are you hearing me? Well, he said that, but it doesn't mean that. So then in my neck of the woods, that means he's a liar. Or he was drinking something. No. The truth is the truth is the truth. Amen? Say. Let's don't deny God's word. Let's don't deny him. The literal meaning of the word Philadelphia is the what? Say it with me. The what? Philadelphia is the city of what? Brotherly love, supposedly. Yeah. Excuse me. Where there is love, the door is always open. Say that with me. Where there is what? The door is always open. When you love the Lord with your heart and with your soul and with your mind, these doors will always be open here. Did you hear me? This ain't some club we're running here. This is, this is the church of the living God. And our mandate is to go into all the world and preach the gospel and reach people, people for Christ. Amen? In a loving way. A guarantee from Jesus. I will never shut the doors on a church where there is love. Say that with me. I will never shut the door on a church where there is what? If doors shut on a loving church, it was probably because somebody stupid was running it. Amen? It wasn't him that shut it. Regardless of your little strength or your little abilities, if you have love, you will always have an open door to people. Well, we don't have but so much. Some of the greatest churches in America are some of the poorest churches in America. That's where I came from. A poor church. Because I lived in a poor town. But could they ever fix chicken and dumplings? And bring you little gifts. Matter of fact, you're going to be blessed. The last Sunday of this month, right on this stage, is going to stand my mama's pastor and his wife. My mother was shot and killed 25 years ago on the 25th of November, 1993. And they're coming right here on this stage. And they're going to tell you a little bit about my mama. That's going to be exciting. They still live in that town. They've done pretty well for themselves, but they had to work at it. Amen? Got to list, list the last one here, Raj. I know I'm going all over the place. So, so far we've learned this. The church at Ephesus, don't leave love or I'll leave you. The church at Philadelphia, there was no rebuke for that church. Why? They didn't have a lot of money. They didn't have a lot of strength. But they had love for God. <laughs> and he said, that door is always open to you. 
Amen. We're talking about I go to church for love. The last church is the church at Laodicea. The literal meaning of the word Laodicea is what? Say it with me. It's what? The what? Wait a minute. The judging of others. Do churches do that today? Let me see some hands. You think some churches do that today? Well, according to Revelation, it ain't going to work. <laughs> Not going to work, man. So here's the thing. You mean I'm to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind. Church at Ephesus, church at Philadelphia, yeah. But I'm also supposed to love people. You mean I ain't supposed to take what I know over here and judge them like a dog? Say. Say. I'm not, because I know Jesus, because I'm married, because I'm doing life right and all this good stuff. Does that give me the right now to judge these people? Yes or no? No. What am I supposed to do with these people? Love them. Well, that's hard. That's why I'm coming to you. The Holy Spirit. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to help you. As you take my word into you, I'm in you, I'm with you, I will help you. Any questions? I'm not coming so that people will flop like chickens on the floor. I'm coming so people can be saved. And you need to have the truth and stand on the truth and know that it's truth to love people, all people. And I'm the one that's going to make the difference. You got it, yes or no? Pretty tough, ain't it? Pretty tough. So Jesus said to the angel of the church of Laodicea, write, these things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. You can't get more pedigree than this. He said, I know your works. I know that you're neither hot nor cold. I would you were hot or cold. You, you're trying to play the middle ground. You're trying to make everybody happy. And you're not getting either done. Yes or no? I would that you were hot. Love me with all your heart. I would that you were cold. Love people. Cold's not bad. And hot's not bad. They're both good. What ain't no good is that middle ground. It's called lukewarm. So then because you're lukewarm, you ain't neither cold nor hot. Say it with me. I'm going to do what? I'm going to puke you up. Clark version. That's it. Because you say, you say, I'm rich. I'm increased with goods. I have no need of nothing. And you don't know that you're wretched, you're miserable, you're poor, you're blind, you are naked. Did you know God has that x-ray vision stuff? He can look right in on the church and go, I am not even there, and they think I am. He can look at our heart and say, they say they love me and love Jesus. They don't love either of us. Or he can look at us and say they love Jesus and love people. Well, I'll give it to them. They sure are loving people a lot more than they love me. And God says, I see that. So he gives some counsel. Here's the counsel. How do I do this, Pastor? How do I love Jesus 
and love people and not split myself in two. That'd be a disaster. Well, Jesus said, I'm going to give you some counsel. Buy of me gold tried in the fire that you may be rich. White raiment that you may be clothed and that your shame of nakedness does not appear. And anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. So three things. Got it? Yes or no? Say three. Here we go. We're not going to be all day. We're about done. Jesus said, buy of me gold tried in the fire. What does that mean? Get real. Get real. Have a real relationship with Jesus Christ. You want to love me? Then accept me. Believe in me. But don't play the church game. It needs to be real. I know if you're lying or not. Sometimes we don't even know we faked it so long. Get relevant. My words, get relatable. Get relevant, relate. And here's the other thing. Suffer a little bit and you'll see people differently. It's funny how the church over here can judge people until some of these people you're judging is your family. And then all of a sudden, we see it differently, don't we? Yes or no? Say, hello, did I lose you? Did you know I never looked at people... Divorce people the way I look at them now. Did you know I am divorced? Do you know that's a black, that's a black, that's a black, horrible, horrible thing to call somebody in the church, especially a preacher. Did you know that, yes or no? He's a divorced preacher. I cared for people who were divorced, but I never empathized with them until they started pointing the finger at me. Did you hear me? Did you know we probably have people that come into this church on a Sunday morning, they hear that Pastor Gary's divorced, and they never come again? That's sad. I think it's sad. They probably come to this church and, and think it was me that was running around. Because people are, people are bad. People will say crap about people, right? I'm just saying, until I suffered, I couldn't relate as well. God says, he says, buy me gold, try it in the fire. The fire burns. Get real, get real with me. Let me walk through that valley of shadow of death with you. And it's going to change you and you're going to see people differently. Amen or oh me. It doesn't mean it changes his word, no. But suffering and seeing what other people are and seeing their situation in life, we don't rubber stamp it, but we love them to Jesus. Have I lost you with this crazy message? He went to Minnesota and went crazy. I don't love, Jesus says, because I'm too comfortable. I'm too comfortable. Go through some fire and you're going to know why people go to church for love. Not everybody in here has it good. I want us to all remember that every week. Not everybody has it like I got it. I got a beautiful wife. I got two little kids again. But six years ago, seven years ago, I was alone. I wanted to take my own life. I didn't feel like I could make it. There are people just like me in here today. And they come here for what? Love. Second thing he says is get redressed. 
Buy some gold, get redressed. He said, take of me white raiment. Put on white raiment. You can have the nicest clothes, but if you don't have love, you're wretched, miserable, and naked, Jesus says. You can dress it all up, and the church is full of that. I don't mind you dressing up here, but just know it doesn't impress me one iota. Did you hear me? I might say you got a nice shirt on just because I want it. Don't let it go to your head. I might say your hair looks good because I what? I want it. Okay? But that's not what impresses me. Amen? And it certainly doesn't impress Jesus. So get some white raiment. Put on humility. I don't have love because I'm too white. You know what it is when we say we love God and we see somebody over here who's a sinner and we judge them. That's what this church was doing. That's us being what? Proud. Us coming over here, we don't leave God. We don't leave His commandments. They're true. But we can come over here and love. That's called humility. It's not easy to walk that, that walk. Lose the pride. Put on humility. You'll better understand why people go to what? Church for what? I go to Fellowship Church for love. I do that. What gets Gary out of bed? Did you know Gary don't have to get out of bed no more? I probably got enough. I could sell things I got, and I could probably live for a while. And plus, I'd pick it up by the road. I'd be fine. I go to church for love. I love you. Do you hear me? Big old Pete right there. You don't know me that well, but I love you. You matter to me. The fact that you drive from wherever you drive, Sarasota, wherever, and come to church, that's a big deal to me. This is important, guys. I know I'm beating a horse here hard. Last one is get revelation. Three things he said to this church, and we're done. That's a new word the charismatics use. I got a word from the Lord. Instead of getting a word from the Lord, how about get the word he's already written? And hide it in your heart. This word means this. It means to unveil. It means to remove scales from your eyes. That's what the word of God does. It means to get vision. It means to see people. That's what God wants out of us. He wants you. You love me. And you'll see them like you've never been able to see them before. You can love me and love them. Why? Because I told you to. And I wouldn't tell you to do something you couldn't do. Amen. Gives, anoint your eyes in the book of Revelation. It says, anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may be able to what? See. Without vision, people what? What are we supposed to do? Well, we're supposed to love the Lord your God with all your heart. Keep His commandments. I know. But what, is, what are we supposed to do without these people that don't know Jesus, that are got a different way of living? Well, you're supposed to love them. But don't I have to leave you and your word and your principles and my convictions? No. Because I'm going to go with you. Did I lose you? I didn't say it'd be easy. But it'll work. I don't love because I'm too self-centered. 
Stop looking at just you and you'll see why people go to church. I love. Amen. I got to quit, Rog. Am I done, buddy? I am done. Come on. Some scripture. Let brotherly love continue. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have what? Love for one another. These things I command you, that you do what? Love one another. This is all through the Word of God. Seeing you purified your souls and obeying the truth and the Spirit and unfeigned love. That's awesome. Love me. Love my Word. See that you do what? Love one another with what kind of heart? A pure heart. Fervently. We're not given a pass here. Just because our culture is changing does not mean you're off the hook because you're old. No, it means you're going to need me more than ever to help you love these people. Amen? I hope you've heard it loud and clear. A friend loves it how many times? How many times? I love you, but. No, you're supposed to love my butt all the time. Amen. Come on. Come on. Now abides faith, hope, love. But the greatest of these is what? Love. Have you heard the message? Have I beat it hard into your day? I think I have. Rog, tell me I'm done. We are. Let's thank the Lord for His Word. I go to church for what? 